Hello and welcome to a new episode of A Lady and Her Thoughts. I have something to tell you that is kind of funny, kind of really not, but kind of funny in an ironic way, I would say. So two podcast episodes ago, I was like, yeah, I've been sick, but it's getting better now. Then the last podcast episode, I was like, okay, joke's on me. I got sick again and it was pretty bad this time, but I feel like it's getting better and better by the week. That was actually true, I would say, up until two weeks ago. Things were getting better. I was able to work out again. I went to Australia, which was amazing. And for almost the whole trip, I felt good like really pretty good i could do basically everything i would say and i also i don't know i just i was in a good state while i was there so i was very thankful for that then the last days of my trip i got sick again but i thought okay you know i mean it's it's a regular it's a regular flu i thought so i also thought okay that will be gone pretty quickly usually i have it for like one or two days it's not normal for me like to be sick for a couple of weeks like I was last time and then I thought when I came back from the trip and I rested for two days I thought okay now I am ready to work again it's fine I feel not amazing but I feel okay probably I can handle it and then that day of working was way too much and my body was aching almost the whole time like I could work for one hour quite normally and then it was hard to even like keep standing up honestly so that was very very annoying like I I was really oh, I was also crying a couple of times like I was of course trying to not do it too much because I was like standing in the store and I mean obviously that's not kind of what I want to show people too much but luckily there was not a lot going on so I had like some time to sit down to sometimes like cry a little bit and well then continue again because we were with only two people so I could like there was no option of me leaving the store. Why I was crying as well is because it was just very frustrating i was like fuck i've been sick for such a long time now and now i'm, now I'm sick again and i would say i was able to keep quite a positive mindset the last time i was sick i was like okay it's getting better now you know i'm i'm going to recover and then i will be healthy this year again and everything will be fine and now i had this just a regular flu i think and my freaking lungs like my my chest it's hurting again and i was just i'm just done with it and i'm i mean now that I say this, I'm like, oh, Lopke, there's people who are sick for like years and years. So like, I, I'm not trying to make it worse than it is. And I don't want to be like too overdramatic because I mean, it should be getting better now every week. And hopefully this year I will be able to like completely recover. I, I think that we'll all be fine, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just annoyed. Let me just be annoyed for a bit. Yeah, and done with it. Like, oh, I am not someone, I mean, no one is someone, I think, who just wants to lay on the couch and in bed all day doing absolutely nothing. Like, that feeling is amazing when you come home from a day of working or when you've been out all day and then it's like the best feeling in the world just get on a couch and not doing anything for I don't know how long. Like, I can do nothing then for a couple of hours for sure. But this is just like... 
I miss human contact. I miss being able to work out. I miss everything that was so normal when I was not sick. And honestly, uh, in the last podcast episode, I talked about my New Year's resolutions, things that I want to do this year or like a certain way I want to feel this year. And I feel like now the only thing I can think about is I want to be healthy like that is all that matters like they always say it right like if you don't have your health you don't have anything and i have felt that very much if i don't have my health like right now i cannot really enjoy a lot of things and i'm only kind of like half here i feel like i'm a little bit of a shadow of myself and my mind was also very foggy over the last weeks it's getting like a little bit better now which is why i can record this podcast but it was like it was very weird like i could not even even uh, I could not even grasp things that people were saying and I also remember crying over the like smallest things also I must say about small beautiful things but about the smallest things I remember my boyfriend was calling with his mother about that they were texting I don't know that they would get us from the airport and drop us off at home and I thought oh that is so sweet like this gesture of just people in general getting you at the airport and dropping you off home like that is such a cute thing to do and then my boyfriend also told me that they made us some chili sin carne and that they had some breads that we could take and that they also had some bananas <laughs> Um, for like to get us through the first day after arrival so we didn't have to worry about buying anything like going out and getting groceries and that just made me cry because especially the part of the bananas that I thought okay that is like not something they would generally buy a lot but they know that I really love bananas and then just like the thought of them being so cute to get that for me like oh I just had to <laughs> had to cry about this I mean I must be honest, I could cry about this maybe also usually, but now I feel like I was even more emotional and everything was touching me even more. And <sighs> yeah, that was um, was very intense. I'm quite kind of happy that I am getting out of that state at least a little bit and that I am feeling more like myself again. And oh, it's very hot in here, by the way. I'm gonna oh, put my sweater off. <laughs> Oh, I guess I can turn that heater down a tad. Mm. Oh, this feels good. Let me also drink a little bit. Where was I? I'm hearing like, I don't know if you hear it as well. Um, Carnival's music in the background. Ah, I think maybe you don't hear that. Actually, I hope you don't hear that because that would be a little bit annoying with the audio. But yeah, it's Carnival this week and... I've actually grown to like Carnival, which I did not love before. Um, I don't know, actually, is this something that people know about? Like if you're not from the Netherlands or Germany, because I feel like it's quite unique for us to celebrate Carnival. Not even the whole of the Netherlands and not even the whole of Germany. Actually, a relatively small part celebrates Carnival, but it's this... Uh, crazy feast where for almost a week long every day people go out and they go out 
like being dressed as something or as someone so i mean you can be dressed as anything like you can be dressed um like an angel you can go as a character from a movie you can go as i was an alien last year or i mean i would say anything as long as you're not being disrespectful to i don't know certain cultures or something like that but yeah i always really hated it <laughs> i was gonna say dislike and i was like no that doesn't cover it i really really hated this piece because i mean there were i would say multiple reasons but the main reason was that where i grew up in the netherlands they played carnival's music that i just absolutely hated from like the deepest part in my soul if i hear that music it just Oh, it makes me cringe so much and I just hate it so much and like totally like all respect to everyone who celebrates it there and who loves this music like I'm so happy for you that you have that you can enjoy that but for me no I hated it then I moved a little bit more to the north of the Netherlands and then the music was like a little bit better I liked the vibe there a little bit more it was a little bit more my thing and now that I moved to Germany to Cologne right over the border I have grown to really like it like I catch myself actually looking forward to carnival already weeks before already thinking about what we are going to do with who I'm going to meet just getting excited for the whole vibe around carnival I think it's a combination of that the music here is in my opinion better it's, it's a little bit more modern instead of like the like that yeah what is the other reason I don't know it's just I feel the vibe here more like I am more attracted to it and this is actually a funny something like I feel like mm, let me think how to explain that. It took me, I would say, a year or two years to kind of accept that I like Carnival now because I kind of, hmm, very interesting. I feel like not liking Carnival was really a part of who I was slash am as a person and I really very much resonated with that. Then when I, over the last years, started to feel that I was actually enjoying it and that I was actually looking forward to it. I was like, I still associate carnival in my head sometimes with like this <laughs> just not nice feast where I'm not having a good time and with like, I don't know, like I don't feel like I belong there and now I do like it and it's something that I do enjoy and I feel like really had to get used to that that was now part of me as a person and of my personality because I also, I don't know, I always really resonated with other people not liking Carnival. It was always really like a bonding thing because so many people love it and then it was always very satisfying to know that there were people who also hated it. <laughs> and now I am this person who loves Carnival and I feel like I have to still accept a part of that fact. I'm not letting it like stop me though, like I am just immersing myself into it and I am celebrating it however often I want to and um, I'm like I'm like embracing it but I like mentally I feel like I still have to embrace it uh, a little bit more a little bit more that is something for the next time I'm celebrating Carlefowl because this year I couldn't celebrate it because I was sick which is unfortunate but like a friend of me pointed out there will be many carnivals to follow so <sighs> you know what that is not even it's it's fine 
it's almost over the carnival week and then I will just try to not think about it anymore about that I missed it and I will just focus on what is to come like there's so many more parties to come and maybe in March or April I already have the energy again to go to a party and um yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine I'm like uh, it's nice I'm like catching myself while I'm talking in having already a little bit more of a positive outlook on <laughs> life oh it's already so much better than like a week or two ago when I was just like wait I was saying like curse words I'm not even sure can I can I say that in podcast I'm not sure I'm just I'm not I'm gonna leave it out wait have I cursed in other episodes I'm not sure right now <laughs> maybe I have I have no okay uh anyway anyway um oh my uh, feet is getting I was sitting on my feet it's getting a bit it's getting a bit numb right I feel like sometimes I'm definitely missing certain words in this podcast. I feel like my vocabulary can broaden up a bit and maybe I can start looking up certain words and the meaning of them or like getting certain words out of the books that I'm reading that I don't know the meaning of, kind of using them on purpose, practicing with it in this podcast. And then like every episode I will have a new word that I'm kind of learning and discussing with you guys. <laughs> Maybe that's something, let's think about it. I guess one thing that I want to talk about this podcast episode is my trip to Australia, which was a big highlight of my life. <laughs> I went there with my boyfriend, with David and his brother. Um, that was like the first time we did a trip with the three of us, but that actually went amazingly well and was so relaxing. And you never know, I think, before you go with people on a trip, how it's going to be. Like, even if it's like a good friend of yours, you just don't know if that still matches on a trip and maybe you have like very different ideas about a trip or you get a little bit easily annoyed with each other on a trip that was not the case at all with us so that was something I was very happy about and that also made it very easy and I didn't really have a problem with also being together the whole time like I, there were some moments where I had like some me time which was very nice I can still appreciate it I still prefer to have it every day but it was not very necessary like it was really very smooth sailing I would say and uh it was really funny like when people ask me how a vacation was I always has I always have such difficulties saying something kind of good about it like making a nice story about it because it's this big blob of like three weeks of vacation and I'm like where do I even start and like how long do I want my story to be yeah I, I think also maybe with the Australia trip it's something that I, I think sometimes will come up maybe also randomly maybe also in this podcast like that I all of a sudden think about a certain memory or about a certain quote that I heard while I was there and that way kind of I can melt it into content or I can melt it into like conversations okay let me make like a little bit of an effort to say something about Australia because there's a lot to say about Australia so first of all one thing that I that was also kind of my expectation of Australia it's something that I heard from a lot of people it's something that I recognize in one of our friends uh, two, two of my friends actually from Australia like that they both really embody and that is that the people in Australia are just extremely kind very chill, very loving. I had, in that sense, like the, the best experience. And that is also one of the things that just catches me. Like if the people somewhere are nice, you're like halfway there. Like that's for me so important. That's also why I love living in Cologne. Like the people here are amazing and that just changes everything. And I feel like in Sydney, it was a little bit more of a business city and it felt a little bit 
bigger and I feel like the people were still like generally nice there but in the other places like in Melbourne for example and in Brisbane and at the Gold Coast it was really for me very noticeable and it was really very obvious that they were very kind and very open and helpful and all these things. And so we started a trip in Melbourne. We started in the south and then we drove upwards to the Gold Coast, to Brisbane. And then we flew. Fortunately, we had to take a flight because it was just not possible otherwise to Sydney because we had to take a flight from Sydney back home. And if you don't know what Australia kind of looks like, Melbourne is in the south. It's all the East Coast, by the way. And then Brisbane is up north and then Sydney is in the middle. So we had to drive a lot up north and then go back to the middle. Just to give you like a little bit of an image of Australia. The funny thing is that I didn't have like a very clear image in my mind of what the cities especially were going to look like. I had this very strong urge to go to Australia for already quite some years. It was very high on my bucket list. That is also kind of why it was funny that I, I realized when I arrived there, when I arrived in Melbourne, like, wait, I do not know what to expect. I have hardly seen any pictures of Melbourne, like maybe just a couple ones. But I feel like uh, by the stories people tell me about Australia and by also following some people that live in Australia that share something about their life and like you sometimes see like just beautiful backdrops or you hear the stories, like I, I guess that made me very enthusiastic and extremely excited to go to Australia but then I was in Melbourne and I was looking around and I was like wow this is just not what I expected because I didn't have expectations and that was actually very nice because I loved Melbourne like Melbourne was the highlight of the trip there were multiple highlights but that was like the highlight and like the place that I absolutely loved most and where I felt best and where I could see myself living I guess for a while even though I must say I kind of changed my opinion on that because it's so far away from everything else in Australia and so far away from the rest of the world but like city wise like vibe wise I would 100% live there. My first impressions of Melbourne were immediately very good. We arrived somewhere around noon in Melbourne and then we drove with an Uber to the place that we were staying at and this was the house of family of a friend of ours. We could stay there for free which was also amazing and it was like the perfect way to immediately get to know some people, to get to know some locals even better I think as in probably a little bit better to really get to know the city and get an idea of the Australian culture and what Australian people are like and I feel like that also helped a lot with immediately feeling at home there and they were so kind so helpful they immediately cooked for us the first evening they gave us tips they went with us to certain things like we went together for example to an outdoor cinema one evening and we went together to the Australian Open which was like a crazy like amazing cool unique experience that already made me feel good there but then also so this was like the first day we mainly just stayed at the house we were also we just wanted to sleep on time because we traveled for like 40 plus hours 
so that was like kind of the first impression but then the second impression really of the city itself came the day after we took the tram i think or the metro or whatever to the city center and we stepped out in this area that i unfortunately forgot the name of but it's the area that it's like we stepped out right next to the river basically right next to the yarra river i remember we stepped outside and we had a look around and i thought wow this is so beautiful i was like looking my eyes out and editing lopki i just realized that looking my eyes out is like the literal translation of a dutch saying but i don't think you say like that in english it doesn't sound right now that i'm hearing it back and i think what i want to say what is the right translation is that i just didn't know where to look because there was so much beauty okay and continue <laughs> I just really loved the river, which is actually like a brown, like a brown river. So it's not even as beautiful, I would say, as a blue river. But for some reason, it it was, I don't know, I didn't mind at all. And it kind of fits the place. And then like, I don't know, this river, like the sun was shining. The buildings were majestic kind of behind the river, creating like this lovely atmosphere and very chill atmosphere. And I mean, that was just like a very first impression, just like the very first view I had. But still, that immediately just caught me. And especially like the first and second day, we just walked around a lot, went to different neighborhoods. I remember we really loved Fitzroy. We really loved Carlton. I think I say that correctly. And I also just loved everything kind of around the river. I loved walking along the river and being in like the little gardens, like the botanical gardens. I think maybe Fitzroy was my favorite neighborhood because they have like a lot of cute stores. Not like the H&M, not like the Zara, like these stores that you can find literally anywhere in the world, but really small stores with more like local brands, with clothing that I have not seen anywhere else before. And that made it, I think, Oh, just a lot more fun to shop and just like kind of get surprised by what you see when you walk into store instead of going into the H&M and Zara and already knowing a little bit what to expect. What will I know like what I want to say I want to say something else about Melbourne I think but I've been thinking now for two minutes and I just I cannot come up with it do I like keep thinking about it or am I just going to let it go and then see if it comes up later yeah I think I'm gonna do that <laughs> oh, so annoying sometimes I lose track of my thoughts so often and then okay Okay, so let's continue. So we stayed in Melbourne around five days, which I would say is a good amount of time. I could have stayed a lot longer, like I kind of would have liked to have stayed there two weeks in total or something like that. But because we only had a little bit over three weeks in Australia, I think five days was kind of perfect. Like you definitely can get a feeling for the city. You definitely can see quite some different neighborhoods. That's enough for like if you're there for three weeks. If you go for 
a month or one and a half month, I would say you can easily stay at least a full week in Melbourne. Like there's so much to do, so much to see, so many restaurants to go to, so many events that are happening. Like it's it's not a problem at all to spend there a week or two weeks even, whatever kind of works for you. From Melbourne on then, we drove to Brisbane that took us eight slash nine days. We also rented the car for those amount of days. So we kind of, I mean, we had to make it in those days, but that was very, very doable. We drove, I think the first days every day around two and a half to like five hours. And then right before we went to Brisbane, we were at the Gold Coast and there we stayed for nice if I say that correctly so then we didn't even have to drive at all so like eight or nine days is definitely enough to make it from the south to kind of the modern north of Australia I mean actually like to Brisbane let's say Brisbane because that is like there's a lot more up north that we have not even been to but yeah I would say that that part was Partly very nice and beautiful and special. Partly a little bit underwhelming. Not, I feel like uh, I kind of love Australia and also the people so much that I almost feel bad saying anything bad about Australia. But it's just that the first days, especially when we traveled with the car, I didn't really know what to expect, like nature-wise what I would see, but I thought it would be like very impressive. And it was honestly just very much like the nature in the Netherlands and Germany. There was a lot of just green, like just grasslands, which I do not hate, but which I just know. And really a lot of like cows and horses and sheep, which I don't know why, but I didn't expect that. So I was... Uh, like a little bit disappointed by that. I also thought, I don't know, I sometimes saw some videos of people and then I also saw like the desert or just like some other kind of nature. But I guess that's what you get more if you go into the outback, like to the middle of Australia and not as much when you drive along the coast. There were still like some things that were special and some places where they had like crazy high trees which was definitely cool to look at and like the things were a little bit different from what I know but I would say the driving part was not the most amazing overwhelming part of our travel. I think two places that I would quickly want to mention that I liked as a stop was Newcastle and the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast is especially just like very chill. I would say if you want some days on a beach, the Gold Coast is the place to be. Mm, there are quite some parts of the Gold Coast where not like a lot is going on, which is fine, especially if you know that and you kind of go into it with that expectation. Uh, what, what is again? Wait, there was one area at the Gold Coast that I really loved where a lot was going on and that was called... Let me look it up. Burley Heads, it's called. That is like the right name. Um, I also posted quite a bit on Instagram, by the way. Like, my handle is at Lopkekiller. I also always put it in, like, the show note of the podcast episode. I feel like that is definitely nice to have a look at because uh, you get a little bit more of an idea of the vibe of places. And I also share some, like, tips for certain restaurants and certain areas that I like or whatever. So you, I don't know, that is maybe sometimes a little bit nicer to go through than to get, like, too many tips here on the podcast. But yeah, the goal Gold Coast was very chill and then Newcastle was definitely also worth visiting. We were only there for one day which I think was like fine for that place. 
but you could also easily stay there two or three days i think you can already see a lot at least in like two days we actually arrived there in the evening our first evening was just not amazing because we realized there were a lot of cockroaches in newcastle which is apparently like a newcastle thing and so when we were walking home from the bar that we had a drink at to our hotel we had to look at the ground the whole time hold the flashlights onto the ground because otherwise we would just we would step on cockroaches all the time and they were also quite big sometimes and i i don't know it made me feel very uncomfortable and like a relaxed then i also kind of was like um excited to get out of here tomorrow and leave newcastle and just don't feel like icky anymore but then okay the next morning we woke up and we felt a little bit better i asked uh, one of the people working at the bar i asked like is this like really a big thing the cockroach in newcastle and like how do you deal with it like is it do you just step on them all the time or are you always trying to avoid them are they a lot in houses as well then she assured us first of all they don't very often come into houses and if they come we have a policy like to get rid of it and it's like it's not that big of a deal but she said in the morning when the sun rises they will almost all be gone like you will almost see no cockroaches on the street anymore so that already calmed me a lot and then when we woke up the next day like she was so right like we i think i saw like one or two cockroaches in like the next hours that we were in newcastle so we were like okay we're gonna give newcastle like another chance like kind of to make up for yesterday come on newcastle be kind to us and i'm so glad we did because it was beautiful absolutely beautiful we went to the beach first and then we had a walk across like the along the water and then we went a little bit into the city and it was just very very cute i would say like a very nice vibe we had also been to byron bay for a day but i would say i like newcastle a lot more it's like less touristy than byron bay byron bay is like known as the cute hippie town but it was there was i don't know there was so many tourists like really it was for me a little bit overcrowded and over touristy they had a lot of nice stores but just a little bit overhyped for what it was and what was going on there i think and newcastle was like more relaxing and yeah i mean just just watch my instagram if you want to get like some images of the place because i feel like it really sometimes tells a lot more than the stories that i'm sharing right now after newcastle and then the gold coast we went up to brisbane and this was something i was very excited about because one of our friends that we as in my boyfriend and i know from our time that we studied abroad in america he lives in brisbane right now and we had not seen him for five years so that was an amazing lovely reunion that felt very comfortable from the moment we met like very normal very much like we could have spoken kind of yesterday even though yesterday was five years ago he was also like the perfect tour guide because he i really like it when someone just plans things do you know what i mean like not asking everything like oh do you want to go here do you want to go there what do you think about this he was just like okay guys for tonight i booked a reservation at an amazing rooftop bar and then he just took us there in his car and we sat there we watched the sunset we had a nice drink i had a beautiful 
very expensive margarita and then we went to another place where we had a drink and a pizza and then we went to another bar under a bridge looking out over the city and and we had such a good time and it was so amazing and we even facetimed while we were sitting having pizza with two other friends that we met while we were studying in america so it was like this whole ah oh, just amazing Mwah amazing 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 moments that i really cherish and i also I, i don't want to talk about this now for too long because i really think instagram is better for this but brisbane also loved the place fell in love with the people and the vibe there and we walked around the first day for a couple of hours everywhere where we walked it was nice and beautiful and vibey and yeah that's all i have to say about that but um yeah then the fact that we got to see our friend and that he was showing us around that he was telling us a little bit more about i mean his life but also about australia and brisbane and like that made it so much better and such an extra <sighs> experience mm. and then from brisbane on we went to sydney sydney i feel like i cannot say too much about because i didn't get out of it what i could have gotten out of it because i was sick for like i was definitely two days where i was mainly laying in bed the first day we arrived in sydney i was very very tired we were all very very tired so we also mainly stayed in bed so i just i i feel like i could have seen more of the city and i could have seen more parts more neighborhoods of the city i feel like now i only saw a small like a relatively small part i mean we still walked for quite some hours but if i looked at the map of sydney there was like such a big chunk that we just missed my impression of sydney was like good like i definitely also really really like the city but i have less of a connection to it than to melbourne or brisbane i must say for some reason i think like i mentioned before it's a little bit more business a little bit more i don't know formal a little bit less friendly from what i experience a little bit more like sometimes rude or rough but maybe maybe i also just we had like a couple of not that nice experiences and we were just very unlucky but, th but that was my my feeling of sydney like absolutely really liked it definitely would go there again i would like to go there for a full week and really really experience the city i think in the right way also with like good energy and that i can also enjoy it more and take it in more um but that was just not like just not my favorite that's it still would absolutely love to go there again just not my favorite one thing that i did really love about sydney is going to kind of the other side of the bridge and with the other side <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the side where, not where the opera house is, but on like, yeah, on the other side of the opera house. And then just kind of walk around there and having like this view of the other side of the opera house on the other side. That was really amazing. Again, I have to refer to my Instagram for pictures. <laughs> not trying to like advertise for that or something, but I really just think that is so much nicer. Maybe maybe i'm just like kind of filling this in for you guys because i am someone i love seeing images i love seeing videos and that gets me more than someone talking about a place but maybe you maybe you can i don't know get a better feeling by hearing about a place and i, I don't know some minds work differently right like some people i know also don't really think in images or are very visual so i don't know maybe i'm like wrong here i think that is kind of 
it like I think that is my the end of my Australia story time I hope you get like a little bit of an idea of what it was like and what it was like how we experienced it and I would say the summary is that we had generally a very good and chill time and it was very easy to travel with one another it, we saw a lot of beautiful things loved the cities in Australia loved seeing our friends had a little bit of difficulties with the animals in Australia, I must say. I have a big fear of spiders, like a very big fear of spiders, which it became a little bit better. I became a little bit more calm about it over the last years, but I realized when I was there that it was far from gone, even though like I didn't even see a very like huge spiders, like the spiders you sometimes see in videos. I didn't see any of them. And I also heard from people that have lived there or that live there that it is not that common to see like these really huge spiders that see to see very dangerous spiders especially in your house or something like that like it's it's really not common you really don't have to be that afraid of it but just the thought that there are so many spiders there and different species and that they can be that big it kind of kept me like thinking about it quite a lot like sometimes I thought about it for was kind of in the back of my mind for a couple of hours a day which was a little bit exhausting sometimes so I would say that was like one of the things I disliked most about the place and really we did I, I saw like I think it, inside our house I saw four spiders in total and two were like very small and two were like kind of the size that we also have in Germany actually so not even like very crazy but still I mean quite a lot I guess that I saw that in three weeks time but you know nothing even too crazy but for me it was just I have very intense feelings about it and we also had quite some cockroaches in our house and I don't know they're just like these these insects everywhere and kind of not knowing when they are coming or where they are that was something that made me feel not at ease and like I couldn't fully relax sometimes and like I was a little bit more uh, closing my bag a little bit more often even though I usually just leave my suitcase and everything open being a little bit more careful with taking something out or going with my hand into some something or like having a look around a bit more before I sit down somewhere that is something that was for me definitely a little bit bothering that was in my head quite a lot it didn't let me stop me from having fun definitely not but yeah that is something mm, I guess I should see someone for that like I would love to get rid of that because there's of course a lot of countries in the world that have these insects and these bigger spiders and whoo let's just say I'm very grateful for living in Germany where I don't have to worry about this kind of stuff even though maybe if I would have gone up there I would have not even seen it as like a big thing because it would be so normal but yeah anyway that is something I guess I have to mention because it was like a big part of my daily life there and it did make me feel a little bit less at ease but yeah there's always something of course something very random that I want to share which I mean this whole podcast is very random so it falls perfectly well into the ordinary I guess is that I've been watching a show over the last weeks. Like, I had a lot of time to watch a lot of shows. I've watched a lot of movies. I started some new podcasts because, I mean, what else a girl gotta do? And one of the series that I have been absolutely loving and I've been watching every day is 
called Hot Ones, which is like a YouTube series. In this series, there's one interviewer always, Sean Evans, and he is interviewing celebrities. So every episode is like a new celebrity. And while he's interviewing them, the celebrities and himself, they are together eating hot wings. There's 10 hot wings in total, like 10 different sauces. And they start with the easiest one, the least spicy one, and they work their way up to the most spicy, crazy hot wings. And you have, which I also learned because of the show, you have Scoville levels, which says something about the hotness. And I think they start with the Scoville level of around, I don't know, one or 2000. And they end with one. I mean, it depends because every season I think sometimes the sauces differ but I, I've seen one that was like two million which I don't even know what that means I just know that it's like a lot and I just know that almost anyone like every celebrity that's doing the show they are like dying by the time the eighth sauce comes around and that I would say is obviously like a big part of the show and something that is very funny and makes me love it like I love to see how everyone is responding to these sauces some are extremely relaxed like some of you hardly even see that they ate this crazy spicy wing and other ones are just crying or they don't know what to do with themselves they cannot think which I would say is like more the normal reaction like how most people respond to that and how I would probably respond to that so that is like one part that I love then the other part is that the interview is actually really well like they could have made it something very differently they could have asked very simple questions very short questions and i think the format could have worked as well but i feel like because the interviewer i think he does it with like one other person they do so much research into the celebrities and their lives and what they actually like and are passionate about that the questions are very insightful you can tell that they really put the effort in and you can also tell that the celebrities often get enthusiastic by the questions that are being asked because it's sometimes about things that they love a lot but that is maybe not like the most popular thing of the thing that they are most known for and thus they don't really get asked these kind of questions in other interviews and there's also, by the way, like some simpler and fun questions, but it's it's a nice mixture. And I feel like this combination makes me love it so much. There's only, I think, around like 20 or 25 celebrities left that I have to see of like the people that I know, because I don't watch celebrities that I don't know. I'm not interested in that. And then I'm done with the series and I'm already like, I, I know I still have quite some videos left, but I'm already not looking forward to being done with it. I would say the ones that I like most up until now maybe i'm forgetting some but it's tom holland lily singh russell brand paul rudd did i say that right i think so wait did i say daniel radcliffe already yeah i think those are definitely some that really stood out to me i think because they all seemed just very sympathetic very real like very very genuine which i love and they also seem to all have like this kind of connection with sean with the interviewer which to me makes it immediately more interesting and i remember for example with paul rudd he was like really interacting with sean and they were having fun and they were it felt more like watching two friends having a good time and asking each other questions than a very like you know like a typical interview maybe i would say the one with russell brand is my very favorite he did it actually two times but I would say the first one I like more because they were together in a studio instead of the second one was uh, with like video camera. So it's just, of course, of course, always like a little bit less, right? And he, oh my God, I love this man so much. Immediately when the interview opened and he started talking, he has such an open energy. Like you feel like, I think he could 
become friends, like would be able to become friends with anyone because he's so just like an open soul who is really not like never fake nice, but always always really and truly nice and really having the best attention and like their vibe also together of Sean and Russell just caught me so much and I was like here is also the embodiment of just speaking his mind like really following whatever comes to his mind and not thinking too much or not at all I feel like about what other people would think or what is like the right thing to say I feel like he lives very aligned with who he is and he talks and he moves exactly in the way he wants to talk and move and he doesn't think about it it comes natural to him and it's beautiful to see very inspiring to see I don't see that a lot with people at all and he is also someone who is incredible like I was talking before about how my vocabulary is sometimes lacking and how I feel like I'm missing words and I can sometimes not express myself in a way that I want to express myself Russell Brand is the opposite he can express himself so well he talks sometimes a little bit too fast for me to understand because he uses like first of all he goes he talks fast second of all he uses a lot of different words very specific words which is beautiful but I just don't always understand it simple as that but yeah very he almost talks poetic like it's very interesting to see I love this man and I also know that he has a YouTube channel so I am pretty sure I'm going to watch like some of his videos because I'm so curious about his thoughts on certain topics and just just I want to I want to hear him talk and hear what he has to say and listen to that like beautiful open heart and um yeah very uh, made me feel very good like really uplifted me and the funny thing is that <laughs> I realized some days ago that I was having kind of doing interviews in my mind I was acting like I was on the show with Sean Evans and Sean Evans was interviewing me but then the questions that Sean Evans was like asking me I obviously made up in my mind so it was like I don't know, all of a sudden I had this realization of, oh yeah, the last minutes in my head, I've just been answering this imaginary question that I came up with. Acting like I'm on a show, acting like I am bonding with Sean, having hot wings with Sean, which is very unrealistic, honestly, because the people on the show, they are either movie stars or they sing. And then there are some like YouTube stars, but mainly, mainly that. So, I mean, I would love to have that talent, but I cannot sing. I don't feel like I can act I think it would be very unnatural even though I mean you can learn it also I think very much and I feel like I could maybe get in but anyway like that will that is very unrealistic but I just like to be a little bit delusional sometimes and like make it up in mind just like that I sometimes act like I am in a movie or a series like walking on the street sitting in the car watching outside just acting like I'm in some kind of I don't know when I'm sitting in the car it can also be more of like in some kind of emotional music video and then when I'm walking on the street it's more likely that I'm in a very happy like um, happy peppy reality tv series or just like a movie where I'm like the main character it's not necessarily that I tell myself like okay look you are the main character but I'm acting like the main character and it's so random when I catch myself doing that I'm like <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> and then I continue because I I for some reason enjoy doing that and just having fun with it but yeah hot ones definitely I would say worth watching yeah I think I'm gonna end this podcast on sharing something to make life more fun 
the one and the only reoccurring section in this podcast. Actually, let me get to my notes to see what I wrote down for this week. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote down, go to a concert of someone like an artist or a band that you do not know that well. Or maybe that you don't know at all. Like just buy cheap tickets. You can often find tickets for like... Sometimes even for free, but sometimes for 10 or 20 or max 30 euros for like smaller artists that are just as in that are less known. And it could be like so much fun. I feel like it can be sometimes a little bit more intimate. I think it's a fun way to kind of explore new artists and see how they are doing and kind of also support them that way. Like, you know, giving them an audience, making them, giving them a chance to really perform in front of a group. I've actually, I would say, almost never done this like I've been to some artists that were smaller like I've been into venues where I think only around 50 to 100 people fitted but that is very rare like I want to do it more often because now I feel like what is kind of stopping me from going to concerts are the prices like I would absolutely love like I dream of seeing Taylor Swift live one day but it's very expensive like I feel like even the cheapest tickets are around a hundred euro like something like that this is not a very uncommon price nowadays for these big artists i would say artists that are like a little bit smaller they still even a lot of times ask like between 50 and 70 euros and then some artists are more like 30 40 euros which i find a lot more doable but it's i feel like it's getting harder and harder to get like a nice price what is for me a nice price like what i can and want to pay for tickets nowadays i guess i should try out that more like go to more little concerts go to more concerts of people that i do not really know yet hopefully really liking it then and then always just going to their concerts that i can afford <laughs> that was a little something that i was thinking of little fun something to do that also doesn't have to cost a lot if not like nothing i think if you look for like free concerts and then type in a certain city you will always find something to go to thank you so much for listening to this first podcast episode after like a month or so i hope you enjoyed it and i'm wishing you all the best sending you all the love and i see you in the next one Mwah.